Cherry's World is brought to you by Less is More Events. Get live. This is Cherry's World. Making Memories Sales Series. It's a sale that allows families and people in our communities in any city, state, or showtime to attend a series of events at a lower price than most, such as like the Trolls Live, Disney on Ice, the Universal Soul Circus, concerts, sports, and more. Contact Less Is More Events at 202-930-3533. Again, that's 202-930-3533. Visit the website, getlimetickets.com. They're on social media, Facebook, IG, Twitter. Less is more events. Get out and lime. Hey, if you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. Today we got Mr. Andre Key in the house. And not only is he a real estate agent, but he is the only man that I trust to move me. Andre, thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it, Cherry. No, thank you. I have questions though, because right. I don't want people to like have this misconception. Mm-hmm. You do real estate all over the country, right? That is, that is correct. Um, I do real estate everywhere, basically 50 states, including uh, Alaska and Hawaii. Um, now, do I have to, have to technically be there? No, but I have affiliates that we can handle things virtually. So I can definitely help you no matter where you are. I wanted to lay that out there because that'd be the first thing they said to me is, oh, that's cute, Cherry. We might not live where you live. And you may <laughs> well know where I live, but what I will tell you, Mr. Andre Key listens to his clients. He remembers what you want, and he is the only man thus far in my life that has ever moved me from one state to another without me even seeing where I'm going to live. Hey, we're in a virtual world. That's how you got to do it sometimes. (laughs) I'm just telling you guys that so you know how much I trust this man, and I actually love my home. So. Andre, how do you know when you're shopping for an agent that you found the right one? Good question. Um, There's a ton of agents out there, just to kind of preference it. Like a lot of people see, oh, real estate agent, they think it's sexy. I'm going to make a ton of money. But they have to understand that it's an art to being a real estate agent. So I think some of the first questions you want to find out is what can you do for me? Um, a lot of clients I find out feel like, man, I'm finding my own home. My agent didn't even do anything for me, but the agent has to have a plan in place to help you not only choose your home, but find something that you might like. So that's the first thing. Like, how can you help me find a home? 
and let's see what they say. The next thing you want to find out is how can you help me understand the process? Because buying a home, it's not rocket science, but not everybody does it more than four times in their lifetime. As far as me, I've seen hundreds of transactions. So there is a process to it. And if your agent doesn't have a clear cut process, chances are he or she probably doesn't know what she's doing. Absolutely. Just a few, you know. And how do you know that your agent is really listening to you? Because I think that's a huge key too. Mm-hmm. And Good question. I, I love you because you literally, you'd be like, no, he, he literally said, look, it's between this house and this house, but Cherry, I know mama ain't going to like it because it smells like dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. It's good to remember that, but uh, yes. one of the, the, the key to being a good agent is listening. And so what I usually do is when I'm out with my clients, right there at the kitchen counter, I want to interview them and find out what's the pros, cons, what you like, what don't you like, because they can easily tell me something, but I need to really get the feel like, hey, if you tell me I want an open kitchen concept and you say it multiple times, I know when I'm looking for you, or as a matter of fact, I see about four or five houses a day with other clients. I know that if it doesn't work for that other client, like, man, this open kitchen sounds like something Cherry is interested in. Mm-hmm. And so it's really listening to the aspect. So, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, when you sit down and talk to your agent, um, if they can't like regurgitate or summarize what you just told them as far as what you're looking for in the house, that's a clear sign that they're just trying to get a check, to be honest. Okay. Are you, in, uh, uh, I'm sorry, are you independent or are you, do you work for another company as well? Good question, man. I get that a lot. Um, I have a broker. So, the broker, all he does is hold my license. So my license is underneath his brand, Central Metro, but I'm my independent contractor. I hire my own staff. You know, I market myself. So that's pretty much how it goes. You know, I started off as a landlord before I became a real estate agent. So I don't want to tell my age, but I started off with Carlton Sheets. I don't know if y'all remember that infomercial about how to buy houses with no money. And like, that was like 20 years ago, I bought the infomercial. But since then, you know, I learned that real estate is a, a key investment out here. So it's good. I tell my people, you're probably not going to live in your house 30 years. Like our grandparents did that, you know, four to seven years. But what you can do is you can take that equity out and turn that property into a rental property and then just wash and repeat. Yeah. So I always think an investment, real estate as investment, even though my clients are like, oh, this is my first house. I'm going to stay here forever. No, you're not. But let me tell you how to think about your investment, you know, so. Go ahead, Courtney. How real are you uh, when it comes to uh, to your clients? Like, for example, I had a, a real estate. Well, yeah, you're dealing with Cherry. I guess you got to be pretty real. But I had a, um, I had a, a real estate agent and, you know, she was a white lady and she was telling us like, yeah, you don't want to live here because these, um, well, I don't want to say what race she was talking about, but you don't want to be around this race because of this and this and this. And then I was thinking, like, well, thanks for telling me that, but I'm wondering, does she tell other people the same thing? Like, but I mean, I guess you got to play the game. You got to make the sale and you got to make the people feel comfortable. So, like, how real are you? Like, Man, that's a that's a touchy subject right there because on the real, you that could be considered steering. So steering in the real estate professional profession is kind of illegal. Okay. Like, I can't, you know, but you know. I'm going to be honest with you, like, 
I moved to my location and I don't have family here. So everybody I kind of do business with, when we build that rapport, they become an extension of my family. So it's kind of like, I'm gonna tell you like, hey, here's my opinion, but also here go a link to check out. Don't just trust me, read this link. And so therefore, if it come back like, hey, I gave you a link, you did your independent research, but you know what I mean? My people, like, I mean, I'm not gonna- I was going to make a bad investment. <laughs> yes, I'll answer that for Andre so we can keep his nose clean. For me, I moved from California. I grew up in an all-white neighborhood. I was one of the five Black people in the town. And so it was important for me that when we moved, my daughter was not going to be the only Black kid in Taekwondo. She wasn't going to be the only Black kid taking ballet. So I, I came to Andre, and I was honest. And I said, hey, Andre, I want to live in a really diverse neighborhood. I want my child to see Asian people, to see Indian people, to see black people, to see white people. I don't want it to be one ethnicity. And so Andre was honest. He said, well, I think you need to look at this neighborhood, this neighborhood, this neighborhood, and this neighborhood, because I think there you'll find what you like. And I was talking about another neighborhood that was a little further out. And he said, maybe five to seven years from now, that might be for you. But right now, I don't think that's what you're looking for. So, but those were off of his clients' questions. You, you knew how to ask the right questions. And so that was important. But um, again, it was just me trying to see what you were looking for. And you you did well at articulating it. So it made my job a little easier. Thank you. Yeah. Being a young brother, I'm assuming you look real young. So I'm assuming you're pretty young. But uh, appreciate it. Right? <laughs> but I, do you find, is it hard for some new clients to take you serious? Because you, you know, look young, you're African-American, you know. Yeah, that's a real question, man. Uh, you know, I hire uh, somebody to call for me and sometimes they make appointments and it can be an Asian guy. But at one point I had an older white lady from Mississippi calling for me making appointments. I was, she made some appointments that I showed up to the people's houses and they literally like held the door closed and didn't want to let me in. Uh, wow. you know. But how I look at it is, I raised my card. Hey, I'm clean. The lady that called you worked for me. I'm here. I did all this work. Just let me talk to you. They let me in. You know what I mean? So I kind of see that as a challenge. I, you know, I feel like, you know, I can't please help everybody. But, you know, when you want to try to close the door in my face, yeah. uh, you know what? If I end up helping you, I want you to reflect back and maybe that'll change your opinion on the next person. Yeah. So. Absolutely. You know what? A lot of our people don't realize that they can own real estate. Like we don't know about credit. We don't know about mortgages. So we go into it with this unrealistic expectation. Like we have to have this 750 credit score or this almost 800 credit score. Can you talk to us a little bit about credit and what we really do need to get in the door? I mean, you can get a house with, there's a different, loan product out there, multiple loan products. You can get a house with a 580, now credit score. Now, do you really want to do that? Yeah, your interest is going to be higher. You're going to have a higher PMI. Um, but I think what, the real- So what's PMI for us that don't know? Uh, yeah, I'm speaking real Sorry. Yeah, PMI <laughs> is private mortgage insurance. Uh, it's one of the things in lending that I hate because your lender charges you insurance to protect them if the loan defaults. But if you default, you still owe the money, but 
they got an insurance policy that you pay for. So um, the reason you get that is if you borrow money from like FHA, a federal government program, that's kind of their way of protecting themselves. If you come with more cash down, cash is king, you'll have a more flexible program where you might not even have PMI. Um, but just for people who want to buy a house, I say start with your, a lender. I have a good lender. Let the numbers drive your decision. I hear people all the time, man, I can't buy a house. I'm like two years away. How you know? When the last time did you check your credit? Uh, credit karma. Credit karma is not the most accurate. So get with a lender. Get with me. We'll get you with a lender. At least find out what your credit score is. Um, I'm glad you said that, man, because I was giving a lot of credit, and I don't want to make this about race, but I was giving a lot of credit to – um. Well, you know, I was giving a lot of credit. I was like, I said, man, you know, a lot of black people don't know, you know, the little tricks and the games that you are, that you, you think you're not qualified, but like these white people got, I don't, I don't want to bring about race. I mean, it's, 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 it is what it is. Though, yeah. Know? Yeah. So I'm glad that a brother is saying this stuff because like I, I told Cherry, that's like, man, you know, these white people know some stuff, man. Like, but I'm glad you know the same tricks. Cause like a lot of people think that it's, so hard to get into and you know what i mean like so tell somebody tell us some of the the tricks not really tricks i hate I'm gonna to tell use you, i like okay. yeah you, you okay. like that because at okay. the end of the day if they don't teach it to us in like grammar school or high school we ain't gonna why not it's kind of a trick why are you hiding that that's important right, to the right, american right. dream right so for example a lot of people, they have credit issues. They go pay a company to fix their credit, $80 a month, $300. But one of the things, if you have a good loan officer, what he'll do is he'll pull your, your scenario and he'll put what put it in a simulation. My guy would say, okay, let's pay this down to $10, pay this credit card to this, and rescore it. And he'll tell you, hey, in 30 days, your credit will be eligible. Do these three moves that I did, and you'll be okay. The other thing is just make sure you have at least three trade lines. And what I mean by that, revolving debt, have a car note. Most people got a car note. If you can have two more credit cards or two more revolving debt, meaning something that you spend and pay off monthly, you should be strong. If you manage those strongly, try not to get any late, you'll be okay most of the time. Word. That's real shit. And then collections. One more thing I want to say. Collections, because I learned this too. I've heard my lender say time and time again, you got a collections of about $500, $200. Don't work. Can I curse on here? Yeah. <laughs> Don't sure. worry about that shit. Just, man, that $500 that you tried to pay off because you thought you knew what you was doing could have went towards your closing costs. So mm-hmm. talk to a lender, get the yeah. strategy before you just start paying everybody off and then you'll have a better picture. So Andre got me on that because I am the queen of, I'm just going to pay it off. He's like, no, <laughs> leave a little something there and pay the minimum balance down, but I ain't got no patience. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever pay your credit card all the way off. Leave right. $10 on there. Like, yeah, I, I didn't understand that at first. Like, I remember she told me that like 12 years, I'm like, what? And she's like, no, don't pay it off. They don't like that I, ever. <laughs> I just be paying everything off. And Andre's like, why did you do that? You spent that money for no reason. I'd be like, I ain't got to think about it no more. <laughs> like, man, that could have been like on your down payment. Uh, yeah. And, and kind of segueing into that real quick, I want to touch on it is like the other thing people, okay, it's credit. And then they also like, well, I don't have enough money to buy a house to put down. Or they 
there we go again. There are certain loan programs where you can put zero down. Like if you're a veteran, oh, yeah. there's no down payment. You can get a USDA loan, which means you're living kind of in a rural area. It may not be as rural as you think, but there's a program where it's zero down. You can get an FHA for 3.5% down. Um, that's a federal uh, Fannie Mae. Uh, you ever heard of those terms? That's who they are. And then um, you can even do a conventional loan with 3% down. So you can put an array of money down from zero to 20%. So don't let that stop you as well. And he's so honest because I said, oh, I'll put this down. He said, no, keep your cash. That's too much. Yeah. Because right. again, I'm, yeah. I ain't got no patience. And I just wanna... <laughs> no, but, you know, but you know what's eye-opening though? Uh, my lender again told me like, Dre, for every thousand that you, you know, have on your house, you know, say for example, the house is 200,000. And if you go down to 190, that's 10 grand. So for every thousand, that that difference is only five dollars per thousand. Yep. So really, from 190 to 200, what that difference is going to be? What fifty dollars a month? So why would you put a, a 10 G down payment? Keep that in your pocket for fifty dollars a, a month. That's the know? same thing with leasing the uh, leasing the uh, financing the car too. You know, a lot of people mm -hmm. come. I'll buy this car. Okay, <laughs> put down fifteen thousand dollars on the car if you want to. Right, like we ain't doing nothing for you. Keep yeah. that money. Get you some rims. <laughs> Where do you think that the market's going? Like, do you think it's about to? Because I'm sorry, I hate to say this, but I hope it crashes so I can go buy some stuff. I mean, you know, people are waiting for the COVID discount. Like, and, yeah. you know. I mean, like I sit in meetings every day with economists from Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan Chase. You ask 20 motherfuckers, they gonna have 20 opinions. And so um, the thing is, so here's what I've seen so far. Most economists say like in the past, what we, a recession, which we're kind of, we're in a recession, but it was caused by a health act, uh, pandemic. But most of them are saying that, hey, traditionally you'll see a U. So it'll go down gradually, bottom for a while, and then gradually come back up. But a lot of them are saying this is going to be a V-shape, meaning we hit a sharp decline, and then we're going to hit the bottom and spike back up. Now, every city is going to have its own bottom. If you're a red state, blue state, I mean, red states, they haven't been playing. They've been out two weeks after, you know what I mean, the shutdown, where some more conservative, more liberal states are like, no, we're not getting our people sick. Right. So, but um, they do see it as a V. Um, now, I got some other deep stuff, but like, I don't want to be all in conspiracy. I do I feel like- I like to hear that, man. Let me yeah, hear that. That's what we want to know. All right, let me, this is what I'm looking at, right? So think about this. Everybody laid off. Mm -hmm. You think these corporations are going to call everybody back when they see how they can run efficiently? So that's another thing that can hurt the market. The banks, they bailing everybody out right now. They don't have to pay you. Some banks allow you not to pay your mortgage in, for a year. Right. But when that year's up and you ain't go back to work, they either gonna tack that on the back of your loan if you still, you know. I think at that point when, depending on how this lasts, when we get to sometime next February and people ain't back to work, they still can't pay those mortgages and the bank is not given a grace period, then that's when you're going to really see the effects of a downward turn in the housing market. 
Oh. So around February, I need to call you so we can run some numbers and. <laughs> you, you can, but again, you gambling because you know in some states, like they still doing good. There's a lot of essential workers. The only thing I can say now, I can't read the future, but right now the interest rates are cheaper than they ever been. I see people getting a two point seven five interest rate, thirty years. And what is their credit looking like? Oh, man, I saw a lady with a six forty. Qualify for a 2.75. And so at the end of the day, you may be able to get a discount in the future. I really can't guarantee. I don't even know how deep it'll be. If you got a 10% discount in the future on a house, but you could get a low credit rate now, like I kind of let the consumers decide that. Hey, let me ask you this. Um, this is important to, I think, a lot of people as well. Talk to uh, us about telling um people of color not just you just don't want to buy a house you just want to also want to get a house where the value will continue to rise instead of just buying a house and the next thing you know the house ain't working do you talk yeah. to your clients about that because a lot of times they i want to stay over here but then yeah. you get over there and it's like the house ain't working up so then you got you know what i'm saying yeah my man i mean i do that man i you know, I love talking real estate, bro. I could talk this redlining from back in the 50s, how they played us, and they redlined us to now. But my main thing is this. Um, I always say try to buy the smallest house in the best neighborhood, right? Mm. If, if it's a neighborhood where they got houses for 200000 all the way up to five, that's kind of a subdivision I want to be in. Real talk. But then you got people that's like, Dre, I got five kids. Like, I need a big house. I need to go get more for my money. Then what I'll say is, okay, do what you got to do. Real estate is always an investment. Like, it's going to go up. So get that, but make sure you have an exit strategy. Make sure you call me in about four or five years, turn that into a rental and get up out of there. Mm. Play buying houses like chess, right? You make your first move. It might have just been a small pond move, but you're in the game. Now, your fifth move, you might be off the lake somewhere if you do it right. Hey. And then um, how, how do you uh, talk to people about being able to, if you get, if you do get an um, a FHA loan, a lot of people don't know that you can still um, rent, rent out a house even on having that loan. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, realistically, most loans want you to live there for a year. Right. I mean, but you get an FHA loan and you got to rent it out. The bank only cares about a performing note. So that means as long as it's getting paid on the first, they don't, they don't have a special task force that's going to say, oh, man, she renting this out. Like, yeah, it don't really matter. Just keep that money going to the bank. Now, if you fall behind 90 days, then somebody might snoop around. They might come taking pictures. I've seen it, but. As long as you're on point and you manage the risk, you'll be all right. Wow. Now, Courtney, you're from Chicago. Mm -hmm. Andre from, from Chicago. Word. Okay. Yeah, where, no where, man? Where? <laughs> I'm from the Wild Hundreds, man. Oh, out south. Okay. Yeah, I'm not yeah. from the west side of Chicago. Okay. No doubt. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I lived in the south. I mean, I was born and raised, and then in my adult life, I moved around Illinois. You know what I'm saying? Just in the surrounding areas, but. Okay. 
I'm from the crib, man. I'm from the crib. Yeah, yeah. yeah when you say that, that's how you know I'm from the crib. I, I hate to do this, Andre, and this is so unprofessional. Yeah. But when we have handsome men on the show, women write me. Okay. So they're going to ask me, are you single? Here we go. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm a single man. I mean, I date, you know, but I date. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's it is what it is. I'm a. I've been divorced for four years, and so like, uh, I raised my daughter. She stayed with me most of the time, and so you know, she an athlete. She volleyball player. So we travel playing volleyball, doing that, and I, and then I'm just motivated in my business. So you know, I do have time to do a little something, but I'm 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 so driven right now because I got this vision for. Well, I want my business to be like I really don't be having time for no BS stuff. I just I just had to ask because Courtney has come up with this concept of um, us doing like a little matchmaking thing, and yeah. so. Yeah. And hey, I'm gonna tell you like this. You, you know, you gotta be ready if you think you can handle me. I'm gonna tell you in the raw. So like, if hey, I'm I'm willing that you can chop it up with me, but you know. I'm something else. That's all. And I don't call him. <laughs> call him for business only. Yeah, if business you want to only. Hook up, call his sister. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me talk to you and screen you first. Write us. Yeah. And, lady, and ladies, and ladies, he looked like game without the tattoo. The game <laughs> without the tattoo on his face. <laughs> hey, Cherry, you're gonna be my gatekeeper though. You got to screen an interview. You know what I'm saying before they get through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a strong armor. I'm sorry. I had to, we got to keep it a little light and a little fun. You know what? You were talking about your daughter. Let's talk about parenting really quickly. He has an awesome daughter who is a great volleyball player. I was on the phone the other day with uh, a football player named Charlie Batch. Oh, yeah. Charlie was telling me that my daughter needs to play volleyball because right now there aren't a lot of black women playing volleyball and these women are going in and getting full ride scholarships. Yeah. He said they don't even have to be like the best, but usually we are the best athletes on our teams and they're winning. So, you know, dad, you've been in this volleyball thing for a while. And when he said that to me, I was like, oh, how old should she be when she start playing? Is your daughter talking about college? You guys grooming that way? Man, she's already watching girls from Stanford. Like, I want to be a middle for Stanford. I want... Like you got, I mean, first I didn't know nothing about the terminology. I think I seen an Olympics girls team one time and I was like, and it was a girl from Texas. Her name was Destiny Hooker. Like she was raw. I mean, she, I'm like, man, this sport, forget girls basketball. Like, man, it's a live sport. And so, you know, I put my little daughter out there and of course, you know, she's probably the most, the darkest on the team. You know what I'm saying? Dominant. <laughs> so, <laughs> she could jump high, I tell you. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So <laughs> if you could jump high, you got some agility, you can damn near move around anywhere on the court. But it's a big sport, man. We travel everywhere, man. There's thousands of man, fans and parents and kids. So it's a good thing, man. She getting a chance to, you know, learn how to compete. When he said that to me, that was my first thought. And I got really excited. And I said, see, Andre be knowing he be making the moves. Yeah. And my daughter mentioned that she wants to go to medical school. She has her eye on Baylor. Oh, wow. That's cool. And so he was talking about one of the girls. He, there's two um, African-American, Black, whatever you want to call them, girls that play for Baylor. 
and he said one of them was out there killing it. And I said, Yeah, she sure. amazing. I forgot her name, but we watch her too. Hey, she got the bitch. Hey, but you know what I do too is like, okay, you're gonna be an athlete, but you're gonna be a mathlete too. So I'm gonna put you in Kuhlman Learning Center. And you're gonna learn how to calculate fast. She hated like, why well, I gotta do it? I'm good at math. Side, you're gonna exercise your mind because you know, if you can be good at math and quick, like it could take you places, you know. So, you know, sports, you can always tweak an injury, but if your mind's sharp, you know, you can make a lot of incredible things happen. So, I you said, you said, what you say that a math leap? Yeah, a math leap. Yeah, I like that. I like, I like that too. You have to use that term to your niece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to ask you one more really important thing. All right, cool. So, us. We don't know. What are like five top things that we need to know when we're coming to look for a home or a neighborhood to move into? Because some of us, I know that you get some clients who come to you blind. Yeah. Who aren't quite sure what they're looking for, or where they should go. What, what do you want them to already know before they call you? The first thing is, that's a tough question because you know what? Every scenario is just so different. But I think the main thing is, uh, first of all, kind of narrow down, like, what's important? Is it schools? Is it location to downtown? Like, I need to kind of be able to narrow down your location. And then the other thing, I should have put this first. I always tell people, let the numbers drive your decisions. Get with a lender. It doesn't cost you anything. He's going to pull your credit. That soft hit won't affect your credit score. Let the numbers drive your decision. Because now you want to see, hey, can I afford? So if you want to pay $1,800 a month, okay, cool. But sometimes people want a house that's $2,100 a month, which is fine. But the other thing I tell them to do is look at your budget. Can you save $300 a month? Can you stop eating restaurant food at lunch? Can you stop? Can you? How much did that come up to? For that house, that's going to be a better investment. How can you tighten your budget? And then my last thing is, Man, sometimes I hate for people to push themselves. I don't want anybody to be house poor. But you have to understand when you're on the fence, you pull the trigger and buy a house, like it's taking you to a different level of people. So everybody in your neighborhood, a homeowner, everybody doing something to keep that house, the connections you make are going to be better. You know, it can probably take your life in another direction. Most people that buy their houses, they get an increase or, you know, inflow just because, like, now they feel better. You know what I'm saying? They on a higher, they feel like they on a higher level. And our people, it's important that, you know, you got, you want to be able to stick your chest out with some self-esteem too. Yeah, I own my place. Yeah, I got a house. Like, it feel good to say that shit. So, you know, those but are the things. But he won't let you go above your budget though. Because I'll be telling Andre, I want this. He'd be like, nah, boo. Not, not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> nah. You know, at the end of the day, I work for the people though. So, like, I'm going to tell you the right things, but... You know, you make the executive decision. So if your no, heart I'm a desires it, you know, I'm a, I, I probably already told you five times, but if your heart desires it, you know, make it happen and make sure you stay on your game. I'm a listen and I believe him. He told me, he said, you're moving into this new neighborhood come next year. So many of these houses is going to be back up for sale because they weren't able to keep their they mortgage. All up and down my street. I haven't been out really because of this COVID thing, but I went to the mailbox. And when I drove to the mailbox, I was like, Andre ain't never lied to me. There's signs out. My house yeah. is brand new. Yeah. 
Well, and then, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, well, I was going to ask you too, Dre, um, Andre. Uh, talk to people about buying um, new development homes, like homes that's being built. How do you, in fact, how do you feel about that? Whether a, 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 a house is going to be built that's never been lived in, being built from the um, ground up, that might be 250 versus a house that's already been built, has someone living there, that's 250. Which one do you think is the better investment for, for a first time home? Um, Man, that's a good question too. It's like I said, this game is so scenario driven, but like, so on the new homes, I sell a lot of new homes and, and this is why, because, you know, obviously people are like, yeah, I want something that's not been lived in. But when the builder sells a home to somebody, let's say you got a contract to get a house built and about a month or two before it's done, your contract fall off. Like you lose your job or you, your contract don't close. Now the builder got this house that was supposed to sell in June and now they don't have a buyer for it. So when I swoop in, that's called an inventory house. I swoop in, they so motivated to sell, we got leverage as a buyer. I mean, mm. throw in a refrigerator, blinds, take 20000 off, pay their closing costs, whatever. A lot of times they're willing to work with you. So if you buy a new house like that, like I think that's one of the best ways to get a deal. Okay. Um, with an older house, people like, man, I don't want an older house. It might have problems. Man, a lot of these older houses are solid, especially if it's, you can tell if somebody maintained it well. And then the other thing that people don't know that saved my life as a landlord, but you could use it for your house, is get a home warranty. Yeah. For, six, for 650 a month. So for all my clients that buy an old house, I negotiate that the seller will pay that for the whole the first year. Anything oh. go wrong. Yeah. I make for the myself, whole year. Yeah, I make it's usually 650 if you get the best one for a whole year. So in the okay. contract, my the buyer is gonna pay. He's gonna pay my um the seller's gonna pay my buyer's warranty for the year. Right. So okay. I just tell the clients to get it's I use American Home Shield. Yeah. Hey, pay for if you want to sell this house, put a warranty on. And if the appliances, the AC, electrical, plumbing, furnace, furnace, <laughs> you pay a small deductible, they send a contract out there for you. Right Andre away. is no joke. He's gonna get what he can get for you. I got blinds, refrigerators, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> all that. Word. Andre, there's going to be some young people out there that are watching this show who want to do what you do. Yeah, that was my next question. Oh, that was yours? My bad. Good, 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 good. No, good question. Good question. Yeah. What a, advice um, would you give them? I'm a, um, like, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, being a real estate agent is like the chitlin circuit of real estate. You know what I mean? And I, I'm going to say that because I sell investments a lot. And I might get 3 to 6%. But the guy that's buying it, he's flipping it. He's getting 100K in eight months. Wow. So, you know, first and foremost, like, if you get in the game as an agent, you can do well. Don't get me wrong. But make sure you try to pick up pieces as you go. Like, think with an investor mindset. Uh, the other thing that people need to know is that this is sales. You got to be able to sell, not necessarily a product or a neighborhood, but yourself. And then also you gotta have a marketing budget. I'm marking my ass off. Like I spend money, I spend thousands of dollars a month because I know I'm gonna get a return on it. So I, I wanna have my face everywhere. You probably get a few of my emails, 
you probably see me on Facebook sometimes doing a video. I just want to be top of mind. So when people are looking, you know, and so other agents, I tell them like, man, you got to be out there. Like people got to see you in a multitude of ways or else you're going to get lost in the sea with all the other fish. Real estate agents make a lot of money. I know you being humble, but y'all, y'all getting paid over there, man. <laughs> yeah, we do, we do, we do. But I see, like, I want to get a fifty-unit multi-apartment complex. Like, so when I say Chitlin Circuit, like, I'm, we doing good. Yeah, if you if you active and you you market, but man, I see so much more. Like, man, if I could have just started in the game the right way, had my finances when I was younger the right way, I would have just jumped in as a you know a hardcore investor. I have a question. This is personal for me. House or land? I know there will always be a home, but there won't always be land. So if I want to go in and I want to do some investment, and this is personal, you know where I'm going with this. Um, I'm kind of looking at land. What do you think? Man, I always just tell people, man, it's money in the soil. So get you, whether it's a, a house in the subdivision or land, just get some because it's that's an investment. But with land, it depends on your strategy. If you're thinking long term, right? Like some people got 401ks. Why put your money in the 401k and let somebody else manage it when you could go get you a land somewhere in the country and it, all you're really doing is paying a low monthly payment in taxes, but watch it increase. Or if you want to retire on it, you could get a house built on it. Or if a, a new construction comes that way, you can sell a portion of it. Like you could, with the land, it's just so many more strategies that you can use. Yeah, Ain't no 401k in the streets, you hear that? Ain't no 401k <laughs> in the streets, you got a man. It's in the soil, man. Yes. You know. He just gave you a plan, y'all, better pay attention. <laughs> hey, can well, you grew, oh, what? No, I was gonna say, well, I grew up like, I mean, we protected the, the neighborhood, but ain't nobody owned shit. Like who wouldn't, you know? You don't own none of the soil. Like, I ain't talking about just protected or it's your turf. Yeah. You can go to a courthouse and see your name on the deed. That's mm. that's real. That's power. Mm -hmm. Hey, okay. uh, let's talk to talk to people about what you want to stay away from if you see uh, a real estate agent. I knew some guys, I might have take this part out, but they was they 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 went from the streets and they was like, I'm just gonna start flipping cribs and stuff. So and they was doing shit all wrong, man. They was, they, they was, they was, they was making us look bad, man. So they was like yeah. topping off interest and taking money off the top and all that kind of shit. People didn't know what was going on. I, I'm, I, ain't, I ain't gonna use that on the show, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I want to know how do you top off interest and take money off the they, top? Well, see, they had appraisers in their pockets. Hey. They, yeah, <laughs> so they could. Back, I remember them days when you could, you know, and people probably still doing it. Like you yeah. buy a house for 200, the appraiser say the house is worth, cause you lacing him with some bread, he yeah. says it's worth 270. Then you take an innocent person and say, hey, buy this house for 270. And you just played them, but you walking away with 70K. But don't they check the other comps in the neighborhood? They, they do now. I mean, it's harder to do that now, but my mm -hmm. man, he from the crib. So like, I know a bunch of cats from the crib that was just making, this is early 2000s before that 2007 bubble hit, you know? So yeah, I mean, it, it's way, there's always people that scamming. But to answer your question, man, I think this is the principle I take. Like, 
I know a lot of strategies when it comes to real estate. So I can buy a house in maybe 14, 15 different ways with money, no money. It just depends on the scenario. But my main thing is that like I try to like have a win-win situation. Some people you could tell who trying to get rich off of every deal. Like, dude, I ain't gonna get rich off this one deal. You know what I'm saying? Just help the people take care of them. Word of mouth is gonna spread. That's how I'm gonna build my wealth. And so I don't know if everybody got that spidey sense, that third sense to kind of say, man, this motherfucker just look at me like a dollar. Like, you know what I'm saying? Versus, man, I can feel he genuine, he real, he trying to help. You know, so. So, so are you type of, um, you just don't want the big house. You, you, you'll do, if someone just wants to buy a small crib or a big crib, you, big house, yeah. you, you're not, like some, you know, yeah. I like you said, there's some realtors, that I don't even want, if they only looking at buying a house that's worth 85,000, I don't want nothing to do with that. They ain't no money. Yeah. They'll go. So how do you feel about that? You, you, you'll take any clients, right? I do, man. I'll be, I'll be torn with that sometimes. A dude will call me and he want a house that's like 150. The average price in our area is probably like three something. So, you know, I, I, I first, I got to just talk to them, man. And if they story is like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. Like for me, I'm just a sucker for like helping people. So right. if they got their shit in order and their story is right, then you know what? We're going to make it work. But if you just looking around, you like, hey, I ain't got no pre-approval, but I'm just looking at houses. I want to go see this house for 150. I'm like, dude, get your, get in order. Like I'm not going to just run out here and right, show right, you right. something when you ain't even got your shit in order. Right. But what I will say is he will help you. Yeah, I'm going to help you. You want a house for two fifteen, and that's all you can afford. Yeah. And if you go to Andre, Andre's going to be like, you know what? Maybe you don't need this house, but there's these townhouses and these condos. He's going to help you. I'm going to just answer yeah, it for you. That's, that, that's who I, he I know my area so well. When they come to me with their budget, I tell them, like, man, these are probably the only places you can live in our area. So, like, are you willing to travel out there? Say, yeah, I'll do it. Come on, let's go. I'm going to help you. But if you're real unrealistic, nah, I want to move in the city and all I got is this. Like, I'm going to school you. Like, hey, man, it, that's not what's going on. Like, we in a different time. Like, this ain't 2007. You know, and, and again, it's just up to you if you listen. But, you know, you know me, Cherry. I, I like helping people. That's what I do. And I got, listen, you'll learn. I got to ask y'all this. How do y'all know yeah. each other? <laughs> He's my real estate agent. <laughs> I, know, I know, but how'd you meet a real estate agent from Chicago? How'd you? Actually, it was over the telephone. Andre and I spoke for two years before I ever made a move. Hmm, sounds familiar. So, so how I, <laughs> so what I, so what I do, man, is uh, I market everywhere, right? And so she probably called our campaign from Zillow. Oh. And uh, be, before she talked to me. Like I, I got somebody that, you know, a black person that sound real white, like he from Texas or from the South or, you know, and so he, he can fool you. You don't know. You're like, oh, okay. So whether you a blue or red state, whatever you call him and he goes, so he was trying to build with Cherry and, and she was like, I ain't really, but I wasn't feeling that. I called him one day. She was like, I wasn't really feeling that, that, that guy. I wasn't, first of all, I didn't even know that Andre was black, but I do know that when I said, this is what I'm looking for, I need a diverse community, I need everybody to be multicultural, he heard me, the first guy, I didn't know he was black, but he was black, but he kept trying to sell me on this neighborhood. Yeah. And like Andre said, 
he won't steer you, but he'll send you the little, like, I don't know what they are. They're the little neighborhoods. Yeah, just some little neighborhood reports, you know. I mean, so, you know, but I love my people. So I'm, I'm going to make sure I tell you, what you know, like, look, like, here's your options. You know? And the neighborhood that your dude kept sending me to, the neighborhood report, it was like two of us. Yeah. And I was like, that's not what I said, bro. Like, I need my kid to see familiar faces that look like her. And Andre got on the phone and right away, I did not know he was black. But when I sent it to him, he was like, I'm going to send you this. I need you to look at these neighborhoods. And when I looked at him, I was like, he got me. There's Asians, there's Indian, there's black, there's white, there's yeah. everybody. And it was Good. all inclusive. And that's what I, that's what I need to be comfortable. That's what I want my daughter to see. I didn't grow up with that. That's how we connected because you was talking about your daughter and I would say I was living in one of those neighborhoods where it was like two per class, one and a half per class. So she had to deal with the, hey, let me touch your hair. Like, you know, don't let nobody pet you. You're not an right. animal. If they right. pet you, you pet them back, you know? So right. like she had to, you know, and so I connected with you like, hey, if you don't want to experience that, you don't want your kid to go through that, yeah. like, don't go here. Like, it's, it's simple. Yeah. So. so he listened, he learned, not just me, but my mother's needs. I moved with a three-year-old who told Andre what she needed. And he found her this perfect backyard with a huge swing set in it. Like he listened to every single person's need. And that was major to me. That's why he stuck with me forever, whether he wants to be or not. <laughs> dope. It's dope. Yeah, hey, hey, people trip, man. Kids sometimes choose the houses. I can go into a house <laughs> with a family and the kids will go through three houses and in one house, they just run to the bedroom right away. Like they just got this energy. They feel something. Mm. I'm like, oh, this the house right here. Your, your, your little three-year-old loves you. <laughs> a lot of times it works out like that. So Yep. She went straight to her room too. <laughs> it was so funny. Andre, I know you're busy and you got to get out of here, but I have to give praise to you and I have to say like, did you realize if a pandemic ever happened that you would become an essential worker? Hmm. That's a good question, man. Um, at first, you know, I kind of was like, damn, what I'm gonna do like everybody else. I, I think that our board of realty, because I, we got a hot market. So our board of realty has a lot of money. And so I, I knew that they, at some point they went to the, to the state capitol Whatever they lobbying they did, they got us essential right away. It didn't take much time, um, you know, because at first the new home builders were like, we can't build our people. And I'm like, man, that's kind of messed up. So I knew that our board of realty was going to go. They probably took a bag, but they became essential. And so. Because I'm like that sister, sister. I ain't even going to lie. any more Instagram. And I hit, what is you doing outside? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, man, it's crazy. So, you know, I ain't no unemployment coming this way. So, you know. I feel you. Yeah, what else I, do you want us to know before you go? Man, I just want to know that, you know, at the end of the day, again, I can't overstress, especially to us, invest in the soil. Whether, that, whether it has a house on it, whether you can only afford to buy a $5,000 parking lot, like, best in the soil. The earlier you start, the more you will learn. I wish I would have knew this shit when I graduated from high school, you know, so um, invest in the soil and, and don't talk yourself out of it. You know, find out where you are. Find, 
let the numbers drive your decision. Find out. And if you, if you take those two principles and you, you're fearless and faithful about it, uh, you'll start. You'll be okay. Welcome to Cherry's World. Brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get Lime. Lime. Lime.